0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktoor at gmail.com, and I will answer as many as I can. You know, I sat down to prepare for today's show probably about a week and a half ago, just for all the Jewish holidays and stuff. And I actually wrote myself a note, coronavirus, maybe people are hearing too much about coronavirus. Maybe we'll make it a non-coronavirus segment. Um, That was the original plan. And then I was informed that NRM Streamcast has started what they're calling Hey19. I have no idea why they're calling it Hey, the 19 part I think we all get. And the the purpose is that NRM Streamcast is going from plain podcast, at least for the foreseeable future, to really live programming for, I don't know, I think it's like two to nine every day. So a lot of live broadcasting. We've been off the live broadcasting for a while. We are now back. Live broadcasting. So today's show which I'm sure in the podcast will go back as two separate uh, shows, but we're actually going to have, we're actually broadcasting live right now, which means you can call us at 844-999-9249. They're going to keep that phone number on the screen almost the whole time because we are encouraging people. People are at home. People uh, are getting a little antsy, and it's only been a couple days, and we'll talk about I'm sure lots of things people have been talking about, and I can assure you where I'm coming from there's lots and lots of things to talk about. I, as you all know, I'm a teacher, Uh, school's been closed, we have to take care of the children, I have my own children at home, all, all in good time. So um, we will talk coronavirus, but we're going to try for maybe a Jewish aspect, some of the neighborhoods, what a neighborhood's doing. There's almost a different type of social interaction, which, which uh, the communities are working very, very hard to, uh, to put a break on stuff. There have been some people that have tested positive, but, but a very small number. And again, I get quarantined because you may remember last year, I was lucky enough to be quarantined with the measles. Um, a super mild case, I'd gotten my shot, um, but too late, so I had enough, I tested positive, so I had to stay home, and uh, okay, no, I wasn't sick, but to stay home for, for a week is uh, not so easy for everybody, can't go anywhere, what can you do, all, all good stuff, we want to talk, so again, but uh, but NRM Streamcast is creating Hey19 to inform, to educate, and to entertain, And uh, hopefully, we can inform you, we can educate you, and certainly our goal is to entertain you. As a second facet to NRM Streamcast um, and Hey19 is they're looking to help bring awareness to those small businesses that are actually open. Because, again, most people where I live really are not getting out too much. If you happen to be in the broadcast industry, you are actually allowed to get out. But there's a lot of businesses out there that are still open and they need our support. And we are here to help all you businesses that need help. So if you call in, um, we will gladly allow you to tell us who you are and what your business is and how you're helping people and what you're doing a little bit different. Any of those things you like to do, it is our pleasure, our honor, our pleasure to go ahead and I hope any of you that find yourselves in uh, our situation right now, that at least your business is open, but uh, if no one's walking through the front door, so you might as well keep it closed. So let's let's find out. I know there's a lot of restaurants out there that are doing curbside pickup. Uh, bakery near me is allowing curbside pickup. They'll do deliveries. If you live within a certain area, the same with some of the uh, regular restaurants are doing takeout stuff. So all this kind of good stuff we're going to try to get into as the day goes on. Interesting enough, I told you, um, I really prepared for this show a good week and a half ago. Angel, you got my poster? You do not have my poster. Did I say that I was doing a poster? I did not. Let me figure out which one I want. I have to count. This is very backwards. But One second. So if you is 10, right? Chaf, Lamed, Mem, Nun, Samach, Ayin, Pei, Kuf. It looks like 18. Could you check 18? What's that? Yeah, 18 should be right. It's going to be like a hook with a long line on the bottom. See if you can find that. Is it there? No? Let me know when it's there. Anyways, um, I had planned to talk about this. Oh, we got it? Cool. So behind me, I know normally we save my letters for the end of the show, but uh, this one is called the KUF. It is the 18th letter. Its numerical value is 100. But I just thought, besides what we're going to talk about, um, the kuf has the ka sound, which sounds like corona. So I thought that would just be cute. And it also has the same uh, beginning as quarantine. However, that's not what I wanted. I wanted the word carbon. So again, we're, if you don't call in, we got lots of Torah stuff to talk about. Don't you worry. So the kuf is carbon. A carbon is a sacrifice. It happens to be a fascinating word. carbon. Because again, carbon is a sacrifice and for those that are not so familiar, um, during the days of the temple what happened was, if a person either had done a sin or he wanted to thank God for something, he would bring an animal or a bird or even flour and oil and it would be brought as a sacrifice. It would be slaughtered and and they would uh, catch the blood and take the blood and throw it on the altar and then they would take the animal and slice it up. Depending on the animals, some was com- some animals were completely burnt. Some were split between the altar, and the and the priests. Some even even the owners got pieces. It had to be eaten within a day. Some a day or two, and that was a sacrifice. And there, there's a lot of interesting questions about sacrifice, which we're gonna try to get into. Um, but again, if you have any questions, concerns things that are happening in your life about the coronavirus, because i got lots of things happening in my life. Um, again, please feel free to call. That's 844-999-9249. So please feel free to call. Children at home, what to do. I have lots of ideas, because I'm going through it right now. Uh, but in any case, um, so, so this was done in the times at the temple. I mean, it's really ancient, that they would bring sacrifices. So they brought sacrifice to the idols and then the Jewish people are taken out of Egypt. And God says right away, the whole book, um, we're starting not this week. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, it is this week, but if you're listening live, it's next week. And the whole third book of Leviticus is 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 a lot, a lot, a lot about sacrifices, which is... Interesting, in those days, sacrifices probably made a lot of sense. The question is, does it make sense to us? So, all this we'll talk about, but what I'd first rather focus on is the word karbon. So, again, we translate the word karbon as sacrifice. However, the root word karbon is karav. Karav means to come close. Karav means to come close. So, when I bring the sacrifice, it is allowing me to become close to God. How is the sacrifice allowing me to become close to God? So the, the simplest answer is going to be, if I've done something wrong, and this is how God has set up that I say, I made a mistake, I did something wrong, very sorry. So if, if that is what I'm trying to accomplish when I bring my sacrifice, well, then automatically I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become closer to God, right? In other words, first of all, I'm giving God a present, which we have to also take our time to step back to figure out what that means. So anytime you give a present to someone or you give something, we've talked about this many times on the show, if I give you something, so I, the giver, become closer to you. That is the psychology behind it, that when I give I become closer, which is all parents, right? We're, we're parents. We always and are forever giving our children. When you give your children, you become closer. It's a it's a automatic, right? As a child, cannot love a parent as much as a parent loves a child for the simple reason that the parent is always giving. Now, the truth is, I believe that that changes as the children become the parents and they start becoming caregivers. So you would think they're becoming caregivers, and this person is a burden, and who knows what? Just the opposite. The more that now you know, once child now adult becomes the caregiver, is forever giving to that parent. They become as close as could be, because that is the 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 fact. When I give, I become closer. So if I am quote giving. If I am giving to God, I'm going to become closer. You'll notice I'm drinking out of a plastic bottle. Probably not the nicest thing to do, but um, we have a wonderful studio over here. um, But it seems a lot of people like my mug, and I love all of them dearly. But if you're using my mug, I'm not drinking from it till we get this virus under control, because uh, they would prefer I stay healthy. But a fresh bottle... Of water, which is, anyways, what I'm drinking, is uh, should keep us all germ-free, which is part of the game. So, um, let's let's back up again. So, the sacrifice. The word "carbon," which means sacrifice, which means um, to become close. So, by bringing a sacrifice, I become closer to God. That's one. And, okay, that's one part. And part two is that um, because I'm trying to repent, I'm trying to ask God for forgiveness for what I've done wrong. I'm trying to ask God forgiveness for what I've done wrong so that also will help me become closer. That's this word, karbon. That's our letter of the week, Kuf. That's to become closer, all wrapped in one. So, once we're talking about God... Um, I heard interesting this week um, talking about, again, coronavirus and anybody who has their two cents to throw in or something that concerns them or about children or 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 being quarantined or what to do and schoolwork, all these things, which will if we don't touch it now, maybe we'll get to some of it in the in the next segment. And, and people this is a, maybe it's a Jewish thing, but people are always trying to do this. So you believe in God and he spread this virus all over the place. So God's got to want something out of it. Like, what's in it for God? Right? Like, just to do it for no reason makes no sense. Everything that God does has to have a purpose. So there's got to be something in it for God, and there's got to be a lesson for me. And if there's no lesson for me, and if there's nothing for me to learn from, then then, uh, then it's the, there's no point. And if there's no point, then just get rid of it. So this is what I heard the person say. It was my wife had uh, found one of these lectures online. It was a live lecture, and she she went ahead and she said, "Oh, her phone didn't work so good, so I put it on my phone. We watched it's a brilliant speaker." So his bottom line was that the Jewish month we're in, and the had to break apart the word and the letters and stuff. It's all very was pretty amazing what he said, but anyways, um the idea is that I'm supposed to hang out with God, so what happens is with this virus, right, which is i mean nothing like what happened with 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 the measles and stuff is is we're getting quarantined, even if we're not really quarantined we're staying at home, we're not really doing so much shopping, we're not going places we're not going to school, the kids are not playing with their friends. We're not going out socially. Right? That reminds me, got to tell you what's happening with weddings. It's unbelievable. So many things are happening around here. But um, in any case, we're not getting up and around. We're, we're sort of on our own, at home, alone, yes, with the kids, and we'll talk about that. So think about it for a second. This is a month and the next month also. These are months where we're supposed to connect to God. These are great months to connect to God. But we're so busy Our lives are so busy, and we're so going places, and we're so doing things. I don't got time to talk to God. I don't got time to hang out with God. So God says, you know what? I really, really want to hang out with you. I really do. But you're very, very busy. You don't seem to have time to hang out with me. No problem. No problem. I'm going to make a quarantine. Every country is going to go bonkers out of their mind. Everyone's going to quarantine. You're going to be home. You have all the time in the world now to talk to me. So you'll be alone with God. So if God was trying to accomplish that I now have a lot of free time, and not everyone has free time. I've had lots of meetings, and we've just changed them to phone meetings. But the truth is, I have more time. And I'll tell you some of the things I do at that time. But we have more time to hang out with God. So if we have more time to hang out with God, that's what God wanted. You're not hanging out with me. This fellow said, and I'm not suggesting you do this if you're listening to my show on the radio or on your podcast in your car, but what I am suggesting is sometimes we get in the car and we automatically, we can't drive in silence. The radio has to be on a tape. I keep saying tape am the CD or, or the aux card or my MP3 or, or however you're playing your music and your podcast in your car. It's like it's impossible for any of us to go ahead and, and just sit in the car quietly and talk to God. So, part of the lesson, perhaps. Right, There could be a thousand lessons, but this is a lesson that might resonate with people. One of the things we can do is uh, we talk to God, practice it in your car, but certainly at home. Everyone's bored, nothing to do, but sometimes you're sitting in your chair, sitting by your table, uh, lying in bed. Hey, God, what's doing? Let me tell you what's happening in my life. How's your life? Hey, what's doing? Start the conversation. It's amazing. I don't believe God's going to actually answer you, but he doesn't have to answer you. You need to start the conversation, and that may be one of the lessons of uh, the virus that we are all dealing with, where we're all getting quarantined, they're asked to stay home. Maybe quarantine is too strong of a word, but they're asking us to all stay home and keep the kids in the backyard and kids shouldn't go to friends. That was one. What was interesting was, as I was, that's what this guy said, this rabbi said on the lecture. As I was listening to him, I was actually thinking totally, totally different. I had a totally different take. I'm listening to him talk, and I'm saying, oh, we're home. Guess what? And I'll, I'll back up. Um, I have some friends making weddings now. Now, that's a problem. We've talked about Jewish weddings in the past, so forget about... That how do you dance? You can't touch people, social distancing, you got to stay a couple feet away. Um, In New Jersey, I don't think it's a law here yet in Michigan. In New Jersey, at this point, you cannot have gatherings of more than 50 people. Hello. Um, My family and siblings, children, grandchildren, siblings, and I'm from a smaller family, is 100, right? And both sides only get 25 each? Like, who's coming to the wedding? Like, what are you supposed to do? So this is now, you know, a difficulty for a lot of people. What are we supposed to do? Um, and I know this person making a wedding next week would have five, or 600 people coming in and out of that hall without blinking. And he knows it's not happening because they closed down all the halls in New Jersey, at least in Lakewood. Um, in New Jersey, the the sheriff is there. They are not opening the halls because there's too many people. Coming into the wedding. So what do you do? So what's interesting is we all want family and we all want our siblings and we all want our friends. But we're in a funny time. And maybe you're going to have to make a small wedding. Now, when I say small wedding, here's what's happening. Uh, You've probably seen some of this online where um, they'll take somebody's very large house and they'll have a backyard and the family will come, and any other invited but can't be their guests will like be on the other side of the sidewalk, and they'll be singing, and they'll be clapping. They can't come anywhere close. They cannot come close to and the they can't do it. But here's a fantastic benefit: people that are busy, that are forever running to weddings, they're not home. They're not around with their kids. Um, Sad story, but, and I think we said it once before. Um, there was a man, and he, one of his parents, had passed away. And the rule is that if, uh, if somebody's in mourning for a parent for the first 12 months, um, he does not go to weddings. So um, after about, I don't know, 11 and a half months, and it was getting close to, um, to when this person, who was a very social person, and he was going to be able to get back into the swing of things um when he was uh, you know he'd go to weddings every night and sometimes more than one wedding every night so his uh, one of his children said to this to the father says you know i'm having terrible thoughts so the father says what's the matter what's going on he says no it's terrible i'm embarrassed to say so he says what's the problem tell me don't worry don't worry you can tell me everybody says that don't worry then you tell them the truth and then they say you shouldn't have told me but in any case Um, The child says, you know, I'm praying. I think in the story, his father passed away. I'm praying your mother should pass away. The grandma should pass away. The father's like in shock. Why? He says, what do you mean? For a whole year, you were home at night. You did my homework with me. You talked to me. You studied with me. For a whole year, it was the best year of my life. And now I know in two weeks from now, you're back to your old ways. You're going and running to weddings every time you turn around. And then I lose you. And I ask you for help, and, and you're busy, and you say you have to go to this wedding, and that wedding, and this bar mitzvah, and that function, and that dinner. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm troubled by it, and uh, which I do. Okay, I don't know the ending of the story. Hopefully the father is smart enough to figure out the ending. But here's what I was thinking, and that just ties into what's happening to all these weddings. These weddings are having 50 people. I saw I saw videos in Israel where where they're like on all the porches called them a peset. These guys are hanging from the porches, singing and dancing, but not near the bride and groom, not near the chasen and kala. So they're all there, they're all happy, but they're not there. So people are going to have to get used to, at least for now, a new norm that you don't have to have 250, 300, 400 people by your wedding. You can get married just as fine. With 50 people. It's true. It's a problem. What do I do with my siblings? What do I do with my children? Are grandchildren allowed to come because of the virus? All this is very, very true. But at the same time, friends can't really go anymore. So if you're not always running to a bar mitzvah, to a wedding, to a dinner, you get to stay home with the kids. So I, when I was listening to that speaker talk about how you're alone— And he wanted to say, and he did say, you could be alone with God. I had a totally different take. My take was, yeah, be alone with God. All very beautiful. Be alone with your kids. This is now your opportunity to be with your children. Whatever you're going to do with them. Just sit on the couch with them. Just hang out with them. You know, that's the... I just read this joke this morning. Guy was very into sports. And so there's no sports on. So he comments that, um, you know... uh, he, he he talked to his wife for an hour and he found out she's a very intelligent, very nice person. Like, hello, Ta-da. right? Like, what's going on? In other words, we we don't talk to anybody. We don't talk to spouses, we don't talk to our kids. Yeah, it's true we still have our phones and we're still playing on our phones, but the truth is that now that there's a lot of business we can't do and a lot of places we can't go, and so yeah, I don't cause I'm not saying it's terrible to sit on the couch and watch something with the kids. But you could do a lot of good stuff. There's games you could play. We talk about it all the time when I go up north, and I hang out uh, with my kids, and we're alone, and and we're in the house. And we have all kinds of games we play, and I'm pretty sure that's going to start um, over the next couple of days. Hasn't started yet. They're still all acclimating to the fact that uh, they're not in school, and we have to get them used to doing schoolwork. And my wife asked me, "Does that mean we're homeschooling?" And I said, uh, "Sure, it seems that way." So, um, so all this stuff, right? So it's true. It, it's it's uh, no one is happy that we have to go ahead and hang out all um, by our lonesomes and just with the kids, and we can't get work done, and we can't go places, and the kids aren't in school. But at the same time, at the same time, there's a lot of benefit to actually forcing people to be with their spouse. I mean, I'm hoping most of you that's a good idea. I can't guarantee for all of you. And uh, to be alone with the kids, and to spend quality time with the children, and quality time with your spouse. All these things are very important. Okay. My music is already playing. um, And we're going to have a second live show after this. The podcast will be put on probably next week on the archives. But right now, we are wrapping up segment number one with our special Hey 19 a program for NRM Streamcast. So, thank you to our wonderful sponsors and listeners who I couldn't do without you. Thank you to our wonderful production team. I believe we have Kelsey, Angel, and Stephen in the back. I hope I've left you some food for thought. Until next time, which will be in about 10 minutes from now. I am Rabbi Tzwi Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on Streamcast. Streamcast. Until next time, don't forget to think about it.